Hi, this is Allison Kearns, and you're listening to Call to Connect. This podcast is a platform for everyday people and their stories, a bridge to connect each other and to just share life. All of us working together brings out the best in one another. Hi, friends. Welcome to Call to Connect. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited to introduce to you Alexandra Hogg. Alexandra is a wife, mom, and lover of all things business. She hit the top 30 in a large direct sales company within her first six months and has launched several successful six-figure businesses, all while being an introvert using the power of social media. We met earlier this year through the wonder of social media, and that is a great way to be connected, isn't it? So um, let's get rolling and let's hear from Alexandra. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yay, I'm excited to get to know you more. I know I know um, a little bit, and so I really am excited to um, record this today and um, get to hear more of your story. So let's get rolling. Awesome. Um, I would love to know, how do you connect with people or with God or both? Um, so I tend to, I feel like, find... Um, like the good in people. And I feel like when you find the good in people, you're finding the Lord in a way, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. just to me one or the other. I feel like because we were made in his image that you can find pieces of God through people and just the two of them to me are more intertwined. But I personally, the way that I connect with God and have that relationship is honestly, it's kind of more, I'm more of an emotional person And Mm -hmm. I don't mean emotional and like my emotions are all over the place. I just like deeper connections. I like more fulfilling. Do you know what I mean? Like more of Mm -hmm. a relationship when I have to have a relationship. So for me, I try to have my relationship with God through music, through through quiet time, through prayer, through processing. And I feel like with, with people and how I connect with people is really just the relationship. It's so much easier, obviously with people because you can have a conversation, you can reach out to them, you can shoot Mm -hmm. them a message on Facebook, you can text them, but just really being intentional about the relationships that I have with people and just caring for them and building something that's more than just like, Hey, how are you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, things like that. Um, I feel like that shows that allows me to be a tool for the Lord. And it also allows me to find like the good in people and show them like kindness and the kindness of the Lord. If they didn't, if they don't know the Lord, even if they do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So um, what does it look like when you aren't connected on either of those um, with people, with the Lord? Well, so I'm an introvert. I really mm-hmm. am like a hardcore introvert. And so I tend to honestly withdraw from both my relationship with people and my relationship with the Lord. And I found that I have to be really, again, kind of intentional about my actions and about what I'm doing and, and be aware, be really Mm self-aware because I can withdraw and just get my head down and get into work and get into you know, the grind of being a mom and a wife and taking care of the house and taking care and running my business and all these different things. 
and let my relationship with the Lord fall to the back burner and let my relationship with other people fall to the back burner. And I also mm-hmm. think, I mean, I feel like a lot of women can relate to this. We feel like we've been burned by other women or we mm-hmm. have been hurt by other women. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm the type of person, like I grew up with a lot of, I, I heard this from a lot of people growing up. The only reason someone will get close enough to you is to stab you in the back. So you can imagine my mindset wow. growing up hearing that and then trying to, and I mean, I had a lot of really broken relationships growing up. I mean, I grew up on the streets. I grew up as a drug addict. So to me, that sentence actually was so true um, because Mm. I saw that really displayed over and over. And to me, actions are very important. Mm -hmm. And so it's really been a journey over the past two years where I've been trying to just open myself up intentionally to people with there's a piece of me that's like, okay, I could get hurt. But I always think there's this Bible verse and I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I can't, you can Google it if you want to look it up. I don't remember. (laughs) I'm going to slaughter it. Right. But it basically says in order to plow a field, you need oxen. So in order to reap a harvest, you need the oxen. Mm -hmm. Where there's oxen, there's manure. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny because it's really this, my view of relationships, right? Like, you need people, you need people to just do good things. You need community. God didn't design us one, right? Like God has always been a triune God. There's always been three. He's been a relational God since before he created humans. And then he created Adam and Eve. He created two people there. We are relationally like, that's how we're designed, how we're wired mm-hmm. that's our, our DNA. Um, yeah. And so for me, it's really been this this interesting place of opening myself up, opening my heart up, trusting that God has my back no matter what happens, no matter how bad someone hurts me, that I can forgive, that I can learn what I did on you know my end if anything mm-hmm. happens, but how you can move forward. And not just, not necessarily just, there's relationships, yes, like you have to let go of. And it's like, girl, bless you, Lord, yeah. help her. But then there's mm-hmm. relationships to me that are worth fighting for. And so I've had to really learn how to not withdraw as the introvert who's grown up with this belief and seen such, you know, actions. I have to be really Mm -hmm. intentional about going out and loving people and going out and being in relationship and sending that text message or sending that, you know, Facebook message or, hey, do you want to grab coffee? Hey, do you want to go out to eat? Even though that's a huge challenge for me. Um, doing that. And then the other thing is too, is I have got to be super disciplined in my time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think like, I, I think a lot of people can relate to this. When we are not walking super close to the Lord, when we are not being intentional and putting him first, everything else kind of seems to fall apart. Whether it's like, you know, you're mm-hmm. stressed, life is just harder to process when hard things happen. Like there's just things that come up that are just not as easy to walk through. Yeah. How do we been walking with the Lord? Right. And mm-hmm. so I do notice myself withdraw from both often. And mm. so I'm really having to be intentional about pushing myself back into a healthy place of not giving myself away too much. Right. We can be in, re- in mm. too much relationship. We can give too much of ourselves and get burnt out, but finding that really good balance for myself. Um, yeah, my everyday is a lot happier 
than it would be without. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So let's hear a little bit about um, where you live and your family. Because I know you're you have a couple kids, don't you? Yeah. So I have two little girls. They're 12 months apart. They are four and five now, which is so crazy. My oldest just Aww. started kindergarten. And so that's been like a whole journey walking through officially jumping into kindergarten. Aww. But yeah, so yeah. I'm married to my husband who is like you know, I don't necessarily believe in soulmates, but if I did, he would definitely be my soulmate. So, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. I have two kids that are six months apart. So, um, dang girl. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. Our, our little list is adopted. And yeah. so they're, it's a, it's a different, it's a different situation with their six months apartness. But at the same time, um, I kind of feel, yeah, fill you with that closeness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So what are you currently working on or a part of? I'd love to hear um, a little bit more about that. Oh, my goodness. I actually have a lot going on right now. Um, So I recently just launched a Celebrate Recovery, um, which is basically wow, amazing, amazing program yeah. for people who support. Mm -hmm. They call it Hurts, Habits, and Hangups. Um, mm -hmm. so a lot of people think it's actually just targeted towards people who are, you know, struggling with addiction. Um, mm -hmm. and only one third of the people in the program are actually addicts. Um, the other two thirds struggle with anything from eating disorders, depression, mental health, um, codependency. I mean, you name it wow. and it's there. So it's an amazing program. We just started that in our church. So we are I mean, that is a, that's a huge thing, a huge piece of my heart, especially I'm a recovered addict. I've been clean for eight years. So that's a big piece of um, wow. just my whole life. So to be able to help yeah. other people is huge. Mm -hmm. for me. So that yeah. I'm running my own business. I've been running my own business for about two and a half years. Um, so, I mean, that just, you know, being a business owner is, is always a, is always a, a challenge, you know, it's a lot of work to stay disciplined, especially when you have two little ones. Um, mm -hmm. My husband's been home with me full time. So that's, you know, we are learning to, we're actually learning to separate our business. So he's always been a part of my business and helped me, but he's at the point now where he gets to do his own thing. So we're kind of in transition there. So we just have so much stuff going on, but it's all really, really good stuff. Yeah. And you recently bought a home, didn't you? Yeah. So we actually, well, it's funny. So we moved to Arkansas. Everyone thinks we're crazy when we tell them this. We moved mm -hmm. to Arkansas to a city and a county we had never been to. Wow. Um, my husband was born in Southern Arkansas and we are mm -hmm. literally like 20 minutes from the Missouri border. So we're super North. Um, but we just, one day we just got kind of sick of living in Colorado. The, the housing market was crazy. It was so expensive. Um, being a Christian in the area that we were in, it was just like, it was, my husband was actually, um, his work, there was issues because he was a Christian at his work, which was just, you know, totally illegal and just insane. Wow. But, um, we just Finally, we had always kind of felt called to this area, but we didn't know what that would look like or how we would get here. We'd been trying to move here for about seven years. It just never worked because we had driven through the area and just felt like we just fell in love with how beautiful it was. 
Mm-hmm. And one day we just decided I started my business and about three months in my husband, I'd replaced his corporate income. And so, wow, yeah. So we were, we kind of just picked a spot on a map, started looking for houses. Wow. We found a house and we were like, this is, it was so cheap compared to what we were used to in the Colorado housing market. So we, within 14 days, had sold pretty much everything we owned, packed up a 12 trailer, wow. and moved to a town where we knew no one. We had no food, Come on. no friends, and just decided we were just going to try it. So we'd been in that house for about a year and a half, and then we found a little fixer-upper, which for me is interesting because I have always had like really beautiful new-build homes. Mm-hmm. So we got this little old farmhouse, but we bought it because it's on five acres and I've always wanted land. Oh, me too. So yeah, like I've always just dreamt of having land and kind of, it was it was perfect because it's in town. I mean, we're five minutes from town, but it feels like you're out in the middle of nowhere. We're like 400 yards off the main road. Like it's just... Nice. It, it couldn't get any better, you know. So we are in the process of renovating piece by piece this sweet little fixer upper. But yeah, we here a few months ago. Oh, I love it. Well, I I enjoy seeing the photos that you um, post and like which color should I do here and that. Mm-hmm. Like that's fun. I think it, it's it's engaging and people are a part of what you're doing at your house. I think that's kind of fun. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun. I would love to hear more about your business. And that is the successful CEO, correct? So I have I have multiple. Uh, oh, okay. So kind of, Share them all. I have an umbrella. And it's okay. I work with women who are looking to scale their business online using the power of social media. And so okay. I try to make sure because I never want anyone to have to say no to their success story that they can't afford it. Mm. I have multiple kind of programs that I work with people depending on their budget. And Mm -hmm. I like to make sure that it's like, it can be as much as your trip to Starbucks or it can be an actual real investment. Um, I mean, some people, you know, that like lower price is a real investment for them in their situation. Um, Mm -hmm. But then I also have options for people who are like, they want the one-on-one support. They want really intense accountability. So I kind of have a few different programs that I, like I said, that I work with people under. Um, mm-hmm. Just again, because I kind of want to meet people where they're at and be able to serve them the best way that I can. Yeah. You have something to offer everybody be, um, and you're not, yeah, I like that. I like that model. Yeah. Um, how did you get started doing all of that? So it's kind of a funny story. I, had always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit. And I think it ties back to, I mean, this isn't something I'm like proud of, but it kind of ties back to being a drug addict in dealing Mm. and being in that world. Like you, you start Mm -hmm. to develop this mindset. If I work harder, I make more money. And Mm -hmm. like I learned customer service. Like I learned all these different things being in that world. And, um, it was really interesting because I had tried all these different businesses and they all failed. I mean, and it's funny because I was trying businesses that like I sucked at. I tried to do a business where I would do like the freezer meals for people. I'd assemble them, put them all together and they'd pay me to do this and I'd drop them off. Well, I hate cooking. I never learned to cook. Like I grew up, <laughs> I started doing drugs at 12. Like I never, I never learned how to bake. 
So wow. I was assembling these meals and I'm like, I hate this. And so it just, it really didn't take off. And then I had tried like flipping furniture and I'm like, I don't have a crafty bone in my body. Like I am an Amazon mom, yeah. not a Pinterest mom at all. <laughs> like it, I was like, why am I doing like, I just mm. was so desperate to try to find a way um, mm-hmm. to work from home and bring in money because at the time I was struggling so severely with anxiety. I couldn't, like I had anxiety, which led to health issues and I could just not hold a job. So I was trying wow. to figure it out and it just, I mean, it just did not work. And so eventually I was just kind of doing the stay home mom thing. Um, I was waitressing, which was like the worst job to choose when <laughs> you have social anxiety. But yeah. I, oh my goodness. Well, I loved the serving people. Like I loved giving people a night out that they would just remember. I loved taking care of people. I loved, I just loved everything about being a waitress besides the fact mm-hmm. that I felt like I was <laughs> trapped in a room with a thousand people, you know? Um, yeah. But everything else about it was my favorite. And so I started waitressing at this really small family owned restaurant. Um, it was a very modern and just loved it. I was there for two years and did really, really well. I made, I mean, for waitressing, I would make really great tips. Mm-hmm. You know, I would always get these really awesome tips. And so it felt really nice to be contributing to our household. Cause at that point mm-hmm. I was really struggling with this identity of like, I'm a mom. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, yeah. I'm just a mom. My only purpose is changing diapers. I don't have any value beyond this. And I really was struggling to love myself in that season. So it mm-hmm. kind of gave me a bit of confidence because I felt like mm-hmm. I had something that was my own. I was yeah. doing something I loved. And so I was really enjoying it. But I really wanted to retire my husband. His job, like I kind of mentioned, like it wasn't just like, oh, he's unhappy at work. It was like he was working 50 to 70 hours a week. He was constantly like he worked in a place where they didn't believe the earth was round. Like wow. they believed the earth was flat. They thought Donald Trump was like a feline alien. <laughs> like it was just like, wow. Like, it was not just like, oh, this workplace sucks. It was like, this workplace is, is crazy. It's, I mean, you know, I don't want to say anyone's crazy that believes that stuff. Well, it's, it's out there. Like it is, it is out there. Yeah, that's better. You know, like it was a lot to take in. <laughs> I respect other people's beliefs, but like, I, I don't know. I just can't even like digest. I don't, it was just, I mean, it was something. It was too much. Yes. And so, he was just like, he just hated it. And I really was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to retire him working as a waitress. And, you know, I had gotten offers for management positions, but I just didn't know with my anxiety if I could actually handle it. And so I was Mm -hmm. trying to find like, what could I do? Well, people started talking to me about different direct sales companies. And I was just kind of like, I hate direct sales. (laughs) Like there's no way. I was like, it's a pyramid scheme. I want nothing to do with it. And so I actually got introduced to a company and the product, I was like, oh my gosh, I could sell this all day long, left and right. Like I could sell this product, no problem. And so I decided to sign up for it, which was funny because it was like $63 to sign up. Wow. I got my starter kit and we had to put the, we had to put the starter fee on a credit card because we didn't even have enough money at that time to pay for it out of like our like checking account. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for this. My husband was so against it. He could not believe I was doing, and it was funny because it was makeup. 
And I don't really wear makeup. Like I really don't, if I'm doing like a photo shoot or, you know, a training or something like that, I'll put on makeup. But I, I mean, on the day to day, I literally don't put anything on, maybe mascara. So he just thought it was hilarious that I signed up for a cosmetic makeup sales company. Like literally, like he was just like, are you having a midlife crisis? Like what is going on? And so I signed up and within a month, it just exploded. Um, I had wow. replaced my income as a waitress, which I mean, wasn't a ton, you know, but it was a, it was a decent amount. So I'd replaced my income. So I actually left my job because I figured I said, if I'm only spending, you know, a, a small amount of time every day working this business, imagine what I could do if I wasn't working nights and weekends. And wow. so I left my job and started working for the company Within three months, I had qualified for a car. I had replaced my husband's income. We left and moved to Arkansas. So he was home full time watching the kids, hanging with the girls, helping me out, you know, around the house and stuff like that. So I I actually started putting more time even into my business at that point, which probably was not the healthiest choice. Uh, Mm. But about six to six to eight months in, um, I can't remember because I found out, it was funny, I found out like, before an event <laughs> that I was the top 30 in the company. Wow. Like, I don't, I don't know. I never got like a notification like, Hey, you're in the top 30. I wasn't paying attention to any of that stuff. I just had my head down and was working really hard. Um, mm-hmm. and we had a, a corporate event and I got an email and a, and a private invitation to that. I was one of the top 30 women and got to do that. So it was just really cool seeing all of that work, but we had an award ceremony. And at this award ceremony, it's like you're divided into your teams, right? So my team, there was about 5,000 women in it. I was on a pretty big, this was not my personal team. This was like, I was on someone's team. So there was about 5,000 women on my like huge team, right? I had over 300 women on mine personally. um, And my girls did in our first year, they did over, they did almost $700,000 in volume wow. in sales. Um, I personally had done over $50,000 in sales and we just were, it was just amazing. But I go to the wow. award ceremony. Mm-hmm. And like I was winning first place, second place, first place for all these different awards, right? So I kept going up on stage, kept getting these awards, kept getting all these, you know, gifts and all this stuff. And at the end of the night, they were doing like character awards. So they were giving you awards based on like who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I got voted most supportive. So out of 5,000 women, Aww. that's the award I got. And so in that moment, it was almost like this light bulb went off that it's like, I don't really enjoy, I don't really enjoy selling makeup. I don't really like even wearing it. What I have fallen so in love with is helping women to see their worth, to see that they're valuable, to know what they're capable of, and to see them succeed, whatever that looks like, right? Wow. And so I love it. So yeah, so I came home and my husband and I started talking about it and I was like, I just really like I love my girls, I love my team, but I don't know that I really want to be in where I'm at. I, I think I really want to just help people and pour into them and just, just help them, you know? And so we kind of talked about mm-hmm. that and looked at, you know, what does that look like and, and what, how can we kind of move forward in pursuing this? 
And so we started to look at, you know, different, like, how do you become a coach? Like, what does, what does that even mean to become a coach? And so, um, I, I invested about $7,000 that we definitely did not have into a coaching program and it ended up being crap. (laughs) So it was a really bad program. Um, so before it was even over, it was like a 10 week program before it was even over. I asked my husband for another, I think it was 9,000 at this point. Wow. To invest into another program. Uh, I was like, I really, I, I was like, I've got to make this work. And so, um, I had to pull out a different credit card and basically (laughs) we were, yeah, it was really risky. So put that one on a credit card. So, I mean, we had 7,000 on one, nine on another, and I launched my coaching business and it was amazing because within it was under six months. It was right under six months. I had done over a hundred thousand dollars in sales. Wow. It wasn't even necessarily about that. It was more about for me, yeah. the, you know, working with women, impacting women, helping women, mm-hmm. m- making a difference in the world. Right. So that's really what it was for me. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. And I love how it's like that process of elimination. You've done this and that and that, and it's brought you to this full, more like, like a fuller understanding of your identity and what you are made to do, which is to help women and to be, I mean, their support and their foundation and see them launch and grow. Yeah, totally. And you're good at it. Yeah, you're good at it, which is, I mean, I don't know. There's people... Uh, you know, so many people, what do I want to be when I grow up? And they're in their 40s and 50s and they're still understanding that. So I love that through the that process, all of that, that it got you here yeah. to where you are helping women. And, and it probably doesn't even feel like work, I would imagine, because you love it so good. Okay. So where do you see your con- your consulting business and your coaching business going? Well, I'm kind of actually taking a new direction. I think with any business, it's really important to be flexible and to learn and to ask yourself, you know, what can I be doing better? You know, what can I learn from and move forward? And so I'm trying to really simplify what I've been doing because I don't know if you're into the Enneagrams. I know that's like the big thing. Yes. I was going to ask you. Yeah. So I'm a type. Let's open this can. Oh, girl, we're here. I'm a two-wing three. So that means that I am the helper who wants to feel appreciated. And then wing three means I'm like Mm -hmm. the high achiever that has no idea when to stop, right? So (laughs) I'm kind of like I I laugh. I'm like I feel like I'm the perfect combo to be like a coach or a mentor because Mm -hmm. I primarily care so deeply for people. And then a part of me is a really mm-hmm. high achiever. Like I'm really results driven. So it's kind of a really good combo for where I'm at. Um, but again, mm-hmm. like I was saying, I feel like I really had to learn from, you know, I mean, any business, you have to learn and get better. You have to evolve or you won't make it. Right now, I'm really just moving towards simplifying. And before it's like I wanted to give everything to everyone all the time. And what I found is that actually really overwhelms people. Um, we're in a, we're kind of in this weird place in society. I feel like where people are 
they want everything really simple. Like they want the microwave formula. They want the, the, you know, the Instapot version, not the crock pot. So me being the, the helper kind of that I am, I want to give everyone every tool I've ever learned in the past, you know, however many years of my life. And I'm realizing that even though that's been really effective, like I've had women, I've helped businesses, consulted with businesses that have hit six figures in one day, like their opening day. I've worked with people who've left their corporate jobs, retired themselves and their husbands. I've worked with women who've done, you know, $15,000 in sales in two months of working with me. Like I've seen women do amazing things and, but I want to see more. And so in order to do that, Mm -hmm. the way I'm kind of moving is, more action-driven, task-driven, more of that kind of style coaching instead of necessarily like, let me teach you every single type of way you can do sales. It's like, okay, actually just Mm -hmm. go do do these actions and then come back to me and let's work on perfecting it. And moving from there. So just oh. really moving forward in a way that's more simple, that's more like action and result driven so that people can start to see more results and kind of allow their mindset to fall in line with everything as they're moving forward. Hmm. Yeah. Like drinking from a, foes, a hose instead of yep. a, a fire yep, hydrant, Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's Oh, I love that. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share about um, what you do as far as business or personal with us? Honestly, I mean, I think the most important thing that I could share with people is to Mm -hmm. just, I've kind of said this word a few times, but I I really feel like this is kind of where we're at is like being intentional. Whether Whether it's your walk in business, whether it's your walk as a wife, as you know, a single woman, whatever it is, finding what you're looking for and being intentional about it is the only way to move forward in a way that feels good, right? Like if we just move forward on the day to day and we just live life and we just kind of do whatever we have to do. We go through the motions, we go to bed, we wake up and we go to bed, we wake up, you're going to get to the end of, you know, your year or your quarter or your life or whatever and look back and say, I really feel like there was so much more that I could have done with my life and I just didn't do it, but why? And I feel like the reason that that happens is because we just are a not very intentional, you know, it's like we really just get, you know, you scroll through Instagram stories, you scroll through Facebook, you scroll through this, you scroll through life. And the next thing you know, you're like, Oh, how did I get here? So I encourage mm-hmm. everyone like to just slow down and take inventory and just plan you know, plan your day the night before, you know, wake up, think of things you're, you know, grateful for. Just really be a little bit more intentional about your actions, what you're doing, where you're headed and take a little bit more control of your life and the roadmap that you're creating. Um, so that that way, mm-hmm. when you really get to, you know, the end of your life or the end of your year or whatever that looks like, it's something that you can feel really, really good about because you only get one life. You only have one opportunity. Like this is not a dress rehearsal. This is not like a practice round. This mm-hmm. is like your one shot to do whatever it is that God put you here to do. And if you're just floating by and distracted, you could really be missing out on making impact on hundreds, possibly thousands of people 
by just not being intentional about what you want to do. And it doesn't even necessarily revolve around money, right? Like this is just like, yeah. you need to go find success in business. Like you need to start a business and, and mm-hmm. make it big. Cause you're, you know, it's not even about that. Like it could just be about just helping people. It could be about serving people. It could mm-hmm. be about, you know, random acts of kindness, just something along those lines. You could make an impact on thousands of people by making an impact on one person. You know what I mean? By starting that ripple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think, again, to just be intentional about where you're headed in your life is such a valuable tool to kind of master. And that comes with time. I don't feel like anyone, like, I haven't met anyone mm-hmm. who's perfect and has, the, you know, like every single thing that they do is intentional. Your brain only has so much capacity to make decisions in a day. Um, before it just kind of taps out. And at that point, it's like, you're kind of a zombie, right? But Mm -hmm. taking the time that you do have to be intentional, I think is really important. So that's just kind of the last thing that I would leave people with. Oh, I love that. It's funny that you say that because I am a nine on the Enneagram. And the other day I was walking, I don't know, I think I was going to get a coffee. And I just had this revelation, like I have to be intentional about being Mm -hmm. intentional. Yeah, especially as a nine, mm-hmm. uh huh, yeah, because we are like um, the peacemaker. So we avoid conflict. We want peace, and you know, so it's easy for us to. Well, and one of the things that the nines have believed, which we know is not true, but one of the things that um, nines can believe in in an unhealthy place is that their voice or their presence doesn't matter, and. So all of that compounds and then we can be like, we can either be like a really healthy, um, like a rock that is a big boulder that's rolling. Once it's rolling, it's unstoppable. Mm -hmm. But if it is stopped, it's even that much harder to get it going again. Like imagine pushing a boulder to get it rolling. Like it's nearly impossible. So that whole intentionality thing is key because I, I can see where I have, set my mind to do something. And then I see when that rock is coming to a slow roll and I'm like, okay, this is my choice. I can either let it stop all the way or I can be intentional and um, keep it going. Yeah, my husband is a type nine. And so I'm like, it's interesting to being married to a type nine because I feel like men are more passive in general. Um, mm-hmm. And so to see see that, like, and that's the thing too. Like I know, I know everyone's like, oh, the Enneagram is just like the hot word right now. But I feel like knowing your Enneagram type and knowing your strengths, your weaknesses, like what you look for is really valuable. Mm-hmm. Cause even what you're saying right now, you're like, well, I know, like mm-hmm. I am not, you know, I struggle with intentionality because I'm the peacekeeper and I, you know, things like that. Um, and just knowing mm-hmm. that that's how you're wired because you have to, you have to a honor how you're wired, right? Like if I tried to get mm-hmm. into a job that was not helping people, or I tried to get into a job where like results didn't matter. I would be miserable. Like I would just hate it, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I know my weaknesses too. And it's like, okay, you know, working around those in my day-to-day life and in my relationships and in my marriage and things like that. So exactly what you're saying, you're like, I know that this is who I am, but if I want to be intentional, if I want to live a full life, I can still be that peacekeeper and I can still be that person. But what do I need to do in order to still like be who I am, but move forward and grow. Yes. Yep. That's exactly right. And the beautiful thing about the Enneagram and this um, is what 
Jeff and I learned from Beth McCord. She is your Enneagram coach. That's her, mm-hmm. her business. But she says, you know, the Enneagram is like those little bumps on the side of the road. So when you get out of your lane, it's like, that's what the Enneagram is. When you're getting in a direction of declining health, you get the that and you know, oh, wait, that that's my clue. Like, I can either choose to ignore that I'm out of uh, off the going off the yeah. road and into the weeds, or I can say, you know, that trigger hit me, and now okay, wait a minute, I need to get back into a healthy place because going off in the weeds is not an option, yeah. right? Well, and that's the thing too is like, yes, yeah, so. exactly what you're saying. It's like if you start to notice, and I and that's the cool thing is like being the type two. Like, mm-hmm. especially in marriage, I feel like I notice it mostly in marriage because my husband and I are together full time. But you, like, type twos want to be appreciated. Like, they need to know that what they're doing matters, that they're, you know, ca- like, they're just appreciated. And so, mm-hmm. being with a type nine who's more passive, it's been really interesting for us to find that balance where it's like, you know, we just need to start mm-hmm. each other. Yes. Yeah. And especially uh-huh. like in, in my, in my work too, like I, I had an experience recently, I was doing some consulting for a company and the CEO that I was working with was like, just not like, just not an expressive person, just not really like their personality type. They just don't communicate feelings at all. Um, or thankful. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you did this job now move forward. Okay. You did this job now move forward. Like it's always like next 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 or like it was never enough like anything you did no matter who you were on staff it was never enough and for me to be in that environment I was like oh my gosh like my personality type is just not like I am just not wired to work with people like this and so but it's good to understand that because I was able to come to that CEO and say hey this is my personality Mm -hmm. type this is how I'm wired this is how you're wired you know in obviously a super respectful way but it's Mm -hmm. like this is how you're wired you know, maybe we can work on that. And it's like, you make those adjustments to the relationships, you make those adjustments. But then with that situation, nothing changed. There was nothing that changed even after Mm. I had communicated. And to be at peace with yourself though, and know, okay, this is how I'm wired. And this person is not meeting, you know, X, Y, and Z expectation that I have. You have that awareness. So it's not like a... Mm -hmm you're just like emotional and you get angry for no reason and you're frustrated and you don't understand what's going on. It's like, you're able to say, okay, this is exactly why I'm really not enjoying this. This is exactly why this person is making me feel negative emotions. It's because I'm mm-hmm. wired like this and my personality type, I feel like I need these things. Right. And you can kind of separate mm-hmm. yourself from like the confusion or the frustration that comes with these situations and just be like, this is just how I'm wired. And it's, it, you're able to process it differently in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, you are. And you have, and you're able to understand where people are coming from and you don't take on anything that's not yours just because they, you're coming from different yeah. places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That for me, it's, that's a, that's a revelation I have to have. Like I cannot take on, um, what I am feeling from other people because that's theirs and not to say that's bad about them. It is just their, it is just Mm -hmm. them. That's all it is. And that's okay. And so, um, but it just gives the language that Enneagram does for me to understand because the nine, nines, 
typically understand um, themselves the least. And we typically understand more people a little better than we understand our own selves. Um, but I don't know. I've just loved it. It's been transformational because my husband is also mm-hmm. a nine. So <laughs> yeah. yay, it's a nine party at our house. <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's been wonderful. We've been um, reading about it and studying it and like being um, intentional with Enneagram work for uh, almost two years now. And um, it, it's really been, actually Beth is the one who encouraged me to start a podcast and when I had the idea and um, even to write the little um, children's book that I wrote, she's the one who said, like, she just kept telling me, your voice matters. Yeah. The world needs to hear it. And I was like, okay, I hear you. And so she, anyway, she encouraged me. So it's been a, a, a nice little um, tool in our tool belt. The yeah, Enneagram has I been. agree. So, so what are um, a couple of things, if you have a couple of things that you're passionate about right now, um, or loving or something that you want to share as a way for our listeners to have even a further connection. Okay. So um, what are a couple of things that you're passionate about right now? One or two things um, that you'd like to share with our listeners as a way to have a further connection. So I am really big into personal development. That's like the one thing for me that no matter who you are, where you're at in life, I mean, I feel like that's, that's something I think everyone should do. I know that a lot of people like to read, you know, stories and different books, but for me, I primarily read personal development, um, just because of how much impact it makes on my life. And, you know, I I've seen how much it makes of an impact on others as well. So I would definitely Mm -hmm. recommend if I'd going to recommend two books. Um, if you are struggling with like, anxiety, you're struggling with just kind of feeling a little bit out of control. There's a book actually called Take Control of Your Life by Mel Robbins. Um, Now, I will preface this with Mm -hmm. saying there is some cursing in it, which I mean, she warns. It's not like vulgar and just, it's not to the point where you're like, wow, this is too much. Right. Um, But she interviews people and it's them kind of getting really raw with like where they're at. Um in the different situations that trigger anxiety. But that book for me, I know a lot of people struggle with anxiety and stress levels. Um, and it's not just like, oh, you went through this really bad trauma as a child. I mean, there is that too. But there's just people where it's like, I, they grew up in normal homes, but they have anxiety over mm-hmm. like, what is the purpose of their life? Or like, what are they going to do? Or just different. And that book mm-hmm. has been so insightful on how to not only recognize like, your patterns or your mm-hmm. your triggers or things like that that cause yeah. anxiety for you. But it's just been really helpful to learn how to process it and pull back on it um, and just kind of reset yourself a little bit. You know, um, mm-hmm. there is, mm-hmm. I will say there is a Christian book by Dr. Caroline Leaf as well called oh, Off My yeah. Brain. That one yeah. – that one to me is a little bit more in depth um, and it is a Christian one, but yes. that book is absolutely amazing too for anxiety stuff. That wasn't the second one I was going to recommend, but of course I started thinking about <laughs> like, there's actually more than just, yeah. there's so yeah. many. Um, <laughs> and then really the second book that I would recommend is the 10X rule. And it's by Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone is not like, he's not someone that I'm like, wow, I absolutely love this guy. Right. Um, 
But the book is mm-hmm. actually really good, especially it's funny. I'm recommending an anxiety book and then I'm recommending a book that talks about doing 10 times more than anyone else. Um, so they're totally like polar wow. <laughs> And I think, again, this is where I'm really big. I'm really big in finding balance, right? So for mm-hmm. me, I think it's really important to make sure that we're taking care of our mental health, right? And our, our health as, you know, our brain health, right? So our thought processes, yeah. the things that we think about, what we let into our minds, what we view, what we believe, all of that stuff. To me, that is the foundation that our whole life is built upon is our mindset. Um, and the second thing, you know, the 10X rule, to me, I, I do believe in, you know, he says 10Xing. It sounds so cheesy, but he's like 10X everything, you know, and he's really about it. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you're working, so for me, for example, I work from nine till about one thirty. That's my work day. And the reason for that is because I wake up in the morning with my girls at six, we have breakfast, we do their hair, we get them dressed, we brush their teeth, we do all those things, right? My first daughter's mm-hmm. out the door at seven o'clock, and then my next daughter is out the door at about eight ten. And then the, that time from about eight ten till nine is really my time to kind of get myself ready read my Bible, shower, do what I need to do for my morning routine. And then I get in office at nine. And when I'm in office from nine till one thirty, that's the time that I'm like, I'm quote unquote, 10 Xing my work time. And then yeah. when my kids are home, I'm 10 Xing being a mom. Right. And then when my kids go to bed, I'm 10 Xing mm-hmm. being a wife. And then when I sleep, I'm 10 Xing my sleep and I'm just trying to get it. And, you know, you are. and so it's really mm-hmm. just about living again, an intentional and full life and, and yeah. not being successful mm-hmm. and like, oh, I need to be successful and be a six, seven figure earner. It's like, no, I want to be a successful wife. I want to be a successful mom. Like I want to be these things and I'm not going to ever be perfect in all areas, which is why I read the anxiety books. Right. But I'm going to mm-hmm. try my best because I want my kids to grow up with the best mom in the world for them. I want my husband best wife that he can for him. I want to just make an impact everywhere I go. You know, like I just really want to help people and make an impact. And so for me, those two books are something that I both, I love both of them. Um, and I would highly recommend both of them. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for sharing, um, the personal, um, aspect of the books for your life. I, I love to hear that and that that personal part of it is, I think that is where people are like, oh, I relate to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yay. Okay. So let's let people know how they can reach you. Um, What is your, I know you have Instagram is Alexandra Marie Hogg. That's your hand. Is it handle? Yeah. My handle. Yeah. Your handle. Okay. (laughs) And then um, for consultations and coaching, you have successful she and then eo.com mm-hmm. yes so pr- spelled out just the way you it sounds successful she and then eo.com mm-hmm. and then on facebook you're alexandra marie yeah alexandra marie hogg honestly it's just been such an honor to be here i mean i really just hope that people walk away just feeling just knowing how loved they are and just knowing that Mm-hmm. No matter where you're at in life, no matter what you see on other people's social media, no matter what's going on, that there's just grace to be exactly where you're at and to just, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to just be who you are and to just know that 
we're always, all of us, we're always growing, we're always getting better. Um, and that, yeah, that there's just grace to be exactly where you're at. Yay. Well, I have um, enjoyed and appreciated having you on today. And as someone who, someone who's a nine and a peacemaker, this has felt peaceful and like encouraging. And I know that is what you're going for. So it was a success for this nine. (laughs) Yay. Thank you so much, Alexandra. Thank you so much for having me.